Welcome back, fellow podcasters. It's Freedom Friday, and time for another episode of Jeff Fry, an American conservative. You know, as I sit here for my weekly podcasts, I really can't believe that in the last almost 100 days, we have taken a country which was thriving and, and independent and free looked upon as the shining star from our counterparts across this globe into a bungled mess of change and disruption, I cannot believe that our counterpart friends, the liberals out there, hated Donald Trump so much that they failed to realize what that man was doing for our country and vote anything else that had a pulse into office, which of course they had to have help with the electioneering to do that. And now that we've put this hollow creature, Biden, into office, we realize he has no clue what he's doing, and he is being told and directed by a group of advisors that we don't even see or hear. We have no idea who this dark market is that's that's currently operating and directing our country to a clearly a socialist nation, which ultimately will be directed by a strong-armed government. But let's take a look, if we can, at, at the news buzz of the week or last week, which had to do with this Georgia election law that was passed. And if you take it at its face value, uh, which you'll hear on Main Street Media, it'll talk about how the voters are now going to be suppressed, and it's going to hurt the minorities, blah, blah, blah. Because the only beating drum that the Democrats have is when they, call, when they pull the race card. And I got to tell you, it is so ironic that it's the Democrats who pull this race card all the time because through our country's history, and, and even Jim Crow, and Jim Crow laws they talk about, that was purely a Democrat situation. And only Democrat, well, not only, there was a handful of Republicans through the years with those Jim Crow laws that actually voted for it. But without question, the vast majority of votes during those Jim Crow law era were all Democrats. And it's also been the Democrats which through the years tried to suppress the minority vote to even be able to vote. Or you could say it was Lyndon B. Johnson who gave that voters, and he was a Democrat. Well, yeah, but it was the Republican majority which carried that uh, passage. That was not a Democrat-led uh, piece of legislation. So anyway, anyway, let's go back to this Georgia law that was passed and, and, and really take a look at, it, at the couple of things that the Democrats are really uh, complaining about. And without question, number one, UNO, by a mile, has to do with the fact that Georgia, along with uh, uh, 43 other states, I might add, requires a voter identification requirement for absentee uh, voting. 
Now they also require at the time of live voting that they show ID, so it's not like it's out of the question, but they go on record that it requires voter ID in order to send in an absentee ballot. Without question says is that they will need to provide a driver's license number or a state ID card in order to request it and also to submit that application. So what did they do up to this point? Well, up to this point, they had a signature verification program. And you know what? That worked seemingly pretty well because state of Georgia had your signature on file. And when you would send in your request, they just matched them up. And if they matched up, you were sent an absentee ballot. But the Democrats bastardized that on this last election. And in order to simplify and make it more efficient, all they did was verify the signature on the application request with the ballot that was ultimately sent in. And I don't know about you, but fraud crept into the picture. At least I believe so. And of course, this new rule angered the Democrat left because they say it will make more difficult for people, especially, get this, especially low-income voters and racial and ethnic minorities in order to use the absentee balloting system. I would personally like to see where that information remotely comes from. There is not a U.S. citizen out there that I, well, there's not that many, who are taking advantage of some of the government programs that might be offered, Medicaid, the housing, independence program for food, where you don't need identification in order to process these benefits. And how that somehow makes it more difficult, please, what it does is it weeds out the fraud and those that maybe shouldn't be taking advantage of those benefits. Good, huh? After all, we're our taxpayers. This new law also wants to limit the use of ballot drop boxes. Well, again, in this last election, we had an unprecedented number of drop boxes that happened to be showing up in the sanctuary cities within Georgia, and those ballot boxes were stuffed to the gills. This new law puts a limitation on the number of boxes, where they are, and the fact that they can only be accessed during early voting hours and that they must be secured after hours, perhaps to stop this ballot stuffing. And by the way, they also outlawed the usage, other than in an emergency situation as declared by the governor, for temporary voting polling places, such as Winnebago's that would go around these neighborhoods to, and I put my parentheses, pick up ballots from these neighborhoods. It also gave lawmakers within the state control over the elections and, and, and how we change any rules that may need to be changed, not just at the direction of the one person, say, Secretary of State, as was the case this last year. And frankly, it expanded the early voting time period, but it did cut down the deadline to request an absentee ballot. And even with the absentee ballot limitation, they still give almost two full weeks before the election takes place being able to get that absentee ballot. Hardly a suppression. 
But fellow podcasters and conservatives, don't think, honestly, that the Democrat Party or all this fervor in the media about this Georgia election law has anything to do with Georgia or their election laws. Not at all. We are once again being given a page out of Goebbels' propaganda book from the 30s, where if you divert attention one way, then by the time it takes to get what you really want, the public will have heard it enough that they just ultimately go along with it. If you say it's crap long enough, the general public will begin to think that it's crap. And the crap that we're talking about is H.R. 1, that the House of Representatives is trying to get passed. And I love the Democrats because they always try to name these things that sound so good. This one's called the For the People Act of 2021. For the people. Oh, please. How can you vote against that? Hey, how about try reading it? Now, within that For the People Act, there's one section in there which has to do with federalizing or nationalizing our election system, a.k.a taking it away from the hands of the state and letting our government control it. That should immediately put a flag up. But on the other hand, look what these ugly things they're doing in Georgia to suppress the poor and the black people. If this election access bill of H.R. 1 passes and it goes to federal control, a couple of the highlights are going to be as follows. Number one, it's going to require each state to make available to be able to go online for their voter registration and the designation of their party. And I'm just wondering what kind of login information is going to be required to set up an account so that you can go in and do this. I mean, isn't that sensitive information? Doesn't that hurt the poor and the minorities? Now, one of the biggest things that this will also do is that it's going to require that the state election officials automatically register people that work with bills or whatever with the government. The government could be the state, could be the federal, could be your gas electric bill. But if you're dealing that way, you will become automatically registered to vote. Sounds good, right? Well, it certainly sounds good if you're an illegal immigrant in our country because you most likely have an ID card. You most likely have your ability to use benefits within our country, but it doesn't mean that you're eligible to vote. But now you're going to be automatically registered to vote. And as part of that, there's protection from prosecution against an ineligible voter who mistakenly gets registered. Yeah, okay. So now we're gonna give them cover for illegal voting. Now, another thing they're going to do is they're going to require states to allow voters to offer signed affidavits in view of presenting a photo ID. Please. I wonder how much they're going to cost to get on the internet. They'll be about as comfortable to depend on as these COVID vaccination cards that are handwritten and distributed by the uh, uh, pharmacies. This federal law will also prohibit states from restricting curbside voting. Remember we were talking about the Winnebago's going through these depressed neighborhoods and picking up the votes 
Yeah, I think ballot harvesting and creation is a good word for that. It will also require what they're calling absentee ballots, which they're not absentee at that point, but they're requiring paper ballots to be given to all registered voters for their convenience, and by the way, at the cost to the taxpayer, to make sure that everyone has access to voting. And there's the rub. Because remember, we go back requiring that people that interact with the government automatically be put in as voter registration. So therefore, those people now will automatically be sent an election form. And as we saw, most likely in our last election, we will have rampant illegal voting in our country because there will be no way to figure out how to police those illegal immigrants that are not entitled to vote in our country by our Constitution laws, and yet they do anyway because they were sent a form. And they're going to hand it to the guy driving through the neighborhood in this Winnebago and probably giving out food and water. I don't know. Free lunches. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. The Democrats are also crybabying how we have 700,000 people in the Washington, D.C. area that, that pay taxes, but they don't have representation to vote. So then we should make them a state. And that sounds good, right? Okay. Except that the Washington, D.C. was put there specifically for a purpose, so that it would be neutral. And guess what? That land is now Maryland property, or always was Maryland property, that they took, reallocated. They also had Virginia for a while, but back in the 1800s, Virginia was given back their land that wasn't really being used for government usage. And they could do the same thing here. And why wouldn't they take that approach? All right? Maybe there is a whole lot of land that's currently in the District of Columbia that the government's not technically utilizing. I've heard it uh, seen uh, where it's like a two-year, a two-mile perimeter that goes around the downtown D.C. area. Everything outside of that, give back to Maryland. I bet you that's going to be the vast majority of those 700,000 people anyway. And that way they would have representation. They'd once again be lawful Maryland residents. They don't want to do that, though. Nope. Because then they wouldn't get two more senators. And it is coincidentally, and always has been, an extremely liberal area around the District of Columbia. But if you're really trying to give voting representation back to the people, then give the land back to Maryland, period. So I want to make sure that everybody has their thinking caps on straight every time the Democrats come out with a crybabying about one thing. I can almost assure you that what they're trying to do is to divert your attention for something that they really are going to pass anyway or try to. Georgia and their, their little election law, don't kid yourself. They're doing this because it hits the national news, because after all, the media is in their pocket anyway. And, and what it's doing is it's just making it sound more and more. The more times they tell you how awful this, this white supremacist Georgia legislature is, that the more that our government is going to take care of the minorities, take care of the small guy, and make it more fair more fair. There is nothing, there is nothing that these guys have done in these last 100 days that has made America better or stronger 
or, more, or, or to make us more proud of. Not one thing. Keep your head on, guys. I want to thank you. We've now gone over 20,000 people listening to my podcast, and I, and I appreciate your support. And look forward to talking to you next week. I am Jeff Fry, an American conservative. I'll be back next week with more to talk about. In the meantime, keep us, U.S., the United States, in mind. Thank you.